Hello, everybody, and welcome to The Deep End. My name is Bryce, and today we will be going over the winners and losers, or as we will call it, the winners and whiners of the 2021 NFL Draft. Let's get into it. So, we will start off with the winners. The Cleveland Browns made some very good decisions in this draft. They added a lot to their already OP offensive line, and they continue to find value on the final day. Add depth to their offensive line with an example of Cincinnati tackle James Hudson, who transferred from Michigan. Another addition to their offensive line is tackle Tommy Togaye. Forgot how to pronounce his name, but he was a fifth-round steal for the Browns. And West Virginia linebacker Tony Fields and safety from Georgia Richard LeCount, who really aren't on the team yet, but they could be training camp surprises. And the crazy part of about this is, out of their eight picks, the Browns used more than half of those picks on defense, which, five. And all of those players could contribute majorly to the Browns' hunt for a Super Bowl ring. This was a great draft for the Browns. They added many pieces to their O-line and defense, which both of those are already amazing. They, two, they're they some of the best in the league, and now that they're getting adding more pieces, which are going to be better than their current ones, the Browns are going to be very, very, very scary. Another winner is the Broncos. I think we all expect this one after the Drew Locke disappointment. Now, they didn't have a fourth-round pick, but they did uncover a few fifth-round sleepers in the secondary with Caden Stern from Texas and Jamar Johnson from Indiana. Amazing players that are going to help the Broncos a lot after last season, which they didn't do the best. Sorry, Broncos fans. And a cornerback from LSU, Kerry Vincent, who is another potential contributor. And also, don't don't think I forgot about the their first round amazing pickup. One of the best drafts in the game. I mean, not in the game, but in this draft. One of the best picks, obviously, because it's in the first round. Patrick Sertain. I am so surprised that no one picked him before Denver. Denver got so lucky, and they got an amazing player to go with their team that is already looking a lot better. I feel like they're going to have a lot of motivation from last season when they didn't do well. They're going to have a lot of motivation to do well and really stick one out to the other teams with these new rookies that are going to help them a lot. And 
Also, in this series, we are going to look at winners not only for teams, but for players. Like Ian Book and Sam Ellinger. Ellinger, I don't know how to pronounce his name. I'm not good with names. Quarterback for the story all weekend, and a pair of college veterans were the last two QBs taken in 2021, which is weird. Usually QBs are always taken early because in the NFL, one of the most important positions is the quarterback. You don't have a good quarterback, probably not going to succeed. We saw that from the Broncos. Saw that from Chargers. Saw that from, yes, the Pat Philip Rivers was not a good quarterback. I have to say it, he wasn't. Saw that from the Eagles with Carson Wentz. All these teams. But college veterans taking last two ones in twenty twenty one, last rounds. Book Book being from Notre Dame and um going in the fourth round and Ellinger going in the sixth round. So those are really far apart. Cube, the, those two picks are really far apart for the sixth round for Texas to the Colts. Oh, and yeah, uh, Book went to the Saints. Book landed in a better spot as Drew Brees has retired, and I think we all know Taysom Hill is really not going to be put in QB because he's really not a true quarterback. Um, Book will be getting a lot more time, although Jameis Winston has a chance to uh, take that spot as well. But Ian Book has a really good chance as well. Probably like 50-50. They might share minutes for second half. Oh, didn't even touch that. Uh, yeah. So, but Book probably will not start because the Saints, the Saints know what they're doing. They're probably, they don't want a college veteran put in as the QB. He probably won't start, that's my opinion. Uh Jimmy Swinson probably will because he's he has a lot more experience in the league. He's a vet um compared to Ian Book. And Ellinger the Colts. I love Carson Wentz, but I do realize that he sucks. So he will be a backup to Carson Wentz, even though I don't think that should happen. I think it should be the other way around. But he does get to, but he does get to work with Frank Reich, Reich. Reich. I. Why can I not? Why can I not pronounce any names today? I don't know what it is. Who is an amazing coach? They did. The, those two quarterbacks did deal with a lot, like heavy expectations in college. But now that pressure is finally getting lifted off of them, so a backup role in the NFL might be easy money. So now let's take a look at another team winner, the Dolphins. The Dolphins took so many great players to their already spectacular defense. Alabama's Jalen Waddell and Miami uh, and Miami defensive end Jalen Phillips. In the first round, which was... Very solid picks. Jay and Waddle was an incredible pick. Incredible pick. And Miami built on that pair of second-round picks as they took Oregon safety Javon Holland, who should be an, an immediate contributor to their team, and a Notre Dame tackle 
Liam Eikenberg. What? Okay, I do not know how to pronounce these names. Why? It, who is another potential week one starter? So the Dolphins got a lot of players that will help, that were, will probably start, and if not, be very solid backups and going to get a lot of chances. And they also got some third-round value with Hunter Long, who would be who can contribute in double tight end sets involving Mike Gusecki. And Brian Flores is surrounding Tua with players he shouldn't be surrounding with. This Dolphin, Dolphins deserve a better QB. Fitzpatrick is a better QB than Tua. Tua is younger. That's why they took him, because he will probably end up being better than Fitzpatrick. But, in my opinion, currently, Fitzpatrick is better and probably will be better for the next three years. But that was the Dolphins part of it. The Jaguars, they are in big boy rebuild mode. But they do have a new coach. One of the most successful college football coaches of all time. And Urban Meyer is off to an encouraging start with general manager, Trent Balk. Why am I talking about all this crap? I don't know why I wrote all this down. Yeah, by the way, I have, like, scripted notes and stuff that I'm going off of. Uh... Uh, yeah, obvious winner. I don't know why I'm talking about the staff when I should be talking about, obviously, the biggest pick of the draft. Trevor Lawrence and Trevor Lawrence, everyone knew he was going first round. He does deserve a better environment, but, of course, he's not going to get it. He he didn't get it because he's the number one prospect in the entire freaking country. But I think he's going to be a big help to the Jags. And, yeah. And then, and then Travis Etine in the first round. I still can't pronounce these names. I don't know why. Uh, and I'm not really agreeing with the Georgia cornerback pick. Tyson Campbell in round two, but I do agree the other round two pick. No, it wasn't round two. It was round three. It went off there. <laughs> and and Andre Sisco in round three. He's going to be a great safety. I don't think they should have should have taken Tyson Campbell, but he might be better. So they also took Walker Little, Little in the second round. He's in. All-American lineman who missed the last two seasons, so he might be off to a bad start. Uh, But the Jaguars are off to a good start. Or at least I hope they will be, because I love the Jags. I just want the best for them. Loser. I don't think anyone saw this coming, but the Texans were losers. They had such good picks, but they did nothing with them. Like, yeah, they didn't have a first or second round pick, but they still had but they still had a lot of third round picks. Which 
because they didn't have a first or second round pick, really increased the urgency for the third round pick. So, they spent it on quarterback Davis Mills. Now, the Texans have not traded Deshaun Watson yet, but they will. And once they do trade him, Mills will be a huge help because they they just need someone. Without Deshaun Watson, they really have no one. So he, Mills will be a huge help. Uh, but obviously he's a rookie, so I can't really be making those assumptions right now. But that is a sort of a long-time pick, which don't think they should have picked. They then grabbed a receiver, which they needed. Michigan, Nico Collins, who is going to be very, very good for them. Um, and then, honestly, that's all the big picks they made. They really didn't make any more big decisions. The Texans were losers. They didn't really have many good picks. They didn't really do anything in the offseason. Losers, uh, they're out. Loser, Kirk Cousins. I love Kirk Cousins, but he was a loser. Vikings had four picks in the third round, and they spent the first run on Texas A&M quarterback Kellen Mond, which means they're probably going to get rid of Kirk Cousins, which I hate. Uh, I hate that. Sucks. Like, he's 25-21-1 as the Vikings starter and has has taken an average of 35 sacks per season in that stretch. But he's still good. Mond is a more mobile option. He's definitely a better scrambler. But Kirk Cousins has a better football IQ. He's been in the league way longer. He knows how people work. He knows how people play. If they just give him one more shot, he's going to be amazing. So, some more winners from college. Trey Lance, Justin Fields, and Mac Jones. The three QBs that, honestly, I think are better than Trevor Lawrence. Don't at me. The the 49ers quarterback debate was a mystery until the pick was in, and Lance was their pick, their answer. Ahead of Fields and Jones, which I don't agree with, I feel like out of all those, out of those three guys, I feel like Lance is the worst. He's amazing, but out of all those three guys, I think Fields and Jones are a little bit better. Now, of course, Jones is obviously being stereotyped into not even not even playing a whole season. Uh, but yeah, playing one game. But still, he has such good field vision. He is basically a he's. He's got. He has an arm on him too. He can. He can launch that thing. Justin Fields is more of a of a Lamar Jackson type, but a little bit less of everything. Well, more throwing accuracy. Obviously, obviously, you can't be a QB and not have better throwing accuracy than Lamar Jackson. But Justin Fields does like to scramble a lot. So, and he's 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 good at it. So 
teams are going to need to look out for him. Mac Jones will be able to launch that thing, and Trey Lance will be Trey Lance, which means all around, but still not better than Justin Fields and Mac Jones. I am actually really mad at that pick. I want the 49ers to be good, even though my team destroyed them in the Super Bowl. Oh, yeah, Damian Williams. Let's go. 31-20. Boom. Haha. And, yeah, I, I want them to be good. I feel so bad for them. Jimmy G was such a one-year wonder. Like, I was so mad at that pick because I knew Justin Fields and Mac Jones were going to be better. But, hey, future's open. Maybe Trey Lance will be, like, incredible. Incredible. And Jones and Fields will be off to the side. So, yeah. And some more, some more losers are Jimmy Garoppolo, Cam Newton, and Andy Dalton. Andy Dalton few words to make him a loser. Actually, one word. Make him a loser. Bears. Uh, and then Cam Newton. Mm, I hate to say this, but people are going to get really mad at me for, th- for saying this, but washed up. I hate to say it. He is getting... I hate to see him go, dude. I loved those days with the Panthers, but he's going to be out of a team who wants him in a few years like that. And obviously, Jimmy G is a loser because, uh, geez, I keep getting these hiccups. Because 49ers took Trey Lance, which means Jimmy G is out of the picture. But Cam Newton... We'll stay with the with we'll stay with the Patriots, but not for long. Some more winners are Jalen Water Water, Jalen Waddle and Devonta Smith. Devonta, Devonta. Okay, I cannot talk. I am so sorry, guys. But both of the Alabama receivers landed in the top ten, obviously, and will be reunited with their former Alabama quarterbacks. Waddle, who averaged 19 yards a catch in three seasons with with Alabama, will be a vertical threat for the second-year quarterback. Twa, Twa, the most impronounceable name in the freaking league with the Dolphins. Waddle, Waddle I cannot pronounce his name, was the most explosive player before suffering that leg injury. And Devontae Smith, Devontae, Devonta, I don't know. I cannot talk. Devontae Smith is going to be a great addition to his team. So, yeah. And, by the way, Smith, I didn't do anything about him. <laughs> Smith is a short god. He catches it. He got always gets at least. Well, I don't know if this is real stats, but I watched a few of his games, and I saw almost every single time he caught the ball, he would get at least five yards after the catch, which was awesome. I love seeing that game. But some losers. Basically, the entire community of defensive tackles, with the addition to the leagues of Kristen, of Alabama's Kristen Bauer, Florida State's Marvin Wilson, and Iowa's Devion Nixon, 
were, igno- were ignored in the first round. So not addition. I don't know why I keep saying addition to everything when it's not, it wasn't addition. But yeah, none of them got drafted in the first, first round, which is stupid. So defensive tackles. Why did I put that as a loser? Okay, no. If anything, that's good for defensive tackles. They're not getting deplaced. So yeah, winners are defensive tackles. <laughs> Winner it are Cowboys. Winner is Cowboys. With Dak coming back and all their receivers and their old line coming back. And Zeke getting motivated by all that, which he probably should be. Uh yeah, and they're they're uh Linebacker Micah Parsons going to be a great addition to their defense, which allowed 30 points a game last season. 30 points a game. That is insane. But Dak, Zeke, Mari Cooper, not Amari Cooper. No, he's on the Cowboys, right? Yeah, he's on the Cowboys. CeeDee Lamb, their entire O-line. Are going to be back, and that is going to be a fun team to watch this season. And that is all I have. Actually, no, Packers are uh, obviously losers. Two words, Aaron Rodgers. Uh, so, yeah, but anyways, I hope you guys enjoyed that this episode of the podcast, my podcast. Um, Have a great life. Have a great day. Enjoy the little things. And I will see you guys next time.